Hello, what's up? Welcome to Things Like That, a space created for us to talk about anything and question everything without forcing you to believe what I believe. No topic is off the table, so get ready for rambles about wellness, mental health, plant medicine, spirituality, and other things like that. I'm so excited to welcome you into this space. Get going. So, hello everyone. Welcome to the Things Like That podcast. Um, my name's Allie, your host, and today we have a special guest, um, one of my very good friends, Taylor. And we are going to be talking about a topic that makes me super nervous, but um, Taylor was the one who helped me get out of my comfort zone in this area, and she is very open and honest, and I just figured she'd be the best person to tackle this topic with me. Um, so we are going to be talking about sex positivity, sex positivity today and all the things that come with that topic. Um, if you are my parent or a parent figure, please don't listen to this episode. Just skip it. Um, but if any, if there's anyone else here who is nervous about this topic or feels uncomfortable, I'm excited for us to dig into it today. So, Taylor, will you introduce yourself? Hi. Yes, I am very sex positive. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, I'm Taylor. Um I'm almost 25. <laughs> um, I met Allie, I want to say, when did we meet? Like, what, two years ago? Yeah, I can't believe it's uh, yeah. been two years. Oh, my God. So we met two years ago, and she's honestly one of the fastest friends I think I've ever met, like, well, connected with. Like, her and I just connected really easily, really fast, and we got along together pretty well. So, um, you know, I'm really happy to be here, and I'm glad that you, you know, asked me to come on and talk about this. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. It was, we definitely clicked really fast. Like, we basically met at John's, John had like a little party and long story short, they were actually trying to set me up with somebody else at the time. (laughs) Didn't work out. Um, But I was literally like, I still want to be friends with Taylor. Like, we just clicked instantly. Um, I could already, we're both, I feel like the type of people who can pretty much tell right away like someone's Mm -hmm. character and if we're gonna vibe with them and we both just kind of knew it without saying it that we'd be friends so um but Taylor is also the person who really helped me get out of my comfort zone I'm still not fully there yet which is why I'm forcing myself to do this topic um because I feel like for many reasons people especially women can be shy about sexuality and masturbation and all the things that come with that topic and Taylor really helped me just normalize it for me and make it not feel like a bad thing um so I just really want to hear everything she has to say today and hopefully it can help you on your journey as well um but Taylor really helped me get out of my shell over the last few years just with different conversations we've had and just with her being so open about her journey and just making me feel safe. So, um, like I said, we'll just get into the questions. Um, (laughs) so where do we even start with this topic? I don't know. You could start in a lot of different places. (laughs) Um, Let's just start with how you became comfortable with this topic, because I know you have a Catholic background, um, and me growing up in the church, that's what held me back from talking about sex, feeling comfortable with it. So how did you kind of navigate that? Well, um, it's definitely, you know, as you know, you know, being in the church and that it's not something that they ever teach you. It's not something you learn. It's kind of something that you have to just adapt to over time from your own experiences. So I'm going to be fully transparent in this podcast and be honest as I can, just because I feel like that'll make people relate more because these are, like you said, these are things that people don't normally talk about. So I was not really at all, you know, I would say not sexually active, but sexually active and, and aware of myself until I was closer to the age of 18, which is okay. You know, some Mm -hmm. people start a lot later. Some people start a lot earlier. You know, that's just how, how it goes. Um, but honestly, I was afraid for years. I didn't do anything. I never kissed anybody. I never even was intimate with anybody until I was 18 because I was so, just, I was sheltered. I just didn't know better. I, I, you know, like, you know, uh, we, we thought it was, you know, against 
God's will and we weren't supposed to do that until we were married and all of that. So I was generally scared. Um, But I want to say really what helped me like understand myself and get more comfortable with myself was not only, you know, having friends to talk about it with, but also just doing research. Um, And I know that's kind of, you know, something that might be uncomfortable some people, but, you know, I, I wanted to know more. I wanted, I wanted to understand myself. So I researched things. I look things up on my phone. Um, well, at the time it was an iPod, an iPod touch, <laughs> uh, because I didn't have a smartphone, but I would look things up, you know, and out of curiosity, I, you know, I watch videos, I watch things on YouTube about people explaining things. And that's kind of how I got started on knowing and understanding these things. Uh, because I, like I said, I was not sexually with someone until I was 18. Um, so I, I didn't know anything, you know, I was Googling things like how to do X, Y, and Z, because I didn't know, you know, you, you don't know those types of things. Um, so really, it was all kind of research based, I was reading things online, I was looking at articles, watching YouTube videos, and learning from other people of how to be comfortable with myself. And slowly, but surely, I kind of broke out of my shell. And I understood that this is not a negative thing. This is not something that I should shun myself for enjoying or looking at because I will, I will say, you know, there were times where I would look things up and I would like immediately exit out. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. Like, this is so naughty of me to do this. But it's like, that's just the human response. You know, it's natural to feel that way. It's natural to want, you know, satisfaction or pleasure from either a partner or from yourself, you know, learning your own body. And that's another thing, you know, that's, we could get on a whole tangent about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's in a nutshell, kind of how I figured out, you know, and got out of that shell from being in the church and being sheltered and not understanding or really wanting to understand myself for so many years. And I think that's why I felt so safe talking to you about it, because we almost have similar backgrounds. And since you were already on the other side of that, you were able to be like, Mm -hmm. this is okay. Like you're not weird. You're normal. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have similar stories. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 18 um, and didn't have my first kiss till I was like 16 or 17. And I just felt like everything was so bad. And even having those desires was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a lot of shame around it. And I think, yeah, Shame like and so much shame and mm-hmm. something that we can touch on later is just that you know in the church they say you know wait till marriage but the thing is even now that I'm married there's so much shame I'm still working through because I was just taught all of this is so bad mm-hmm. so even when you're quote-unquote allowed to have sex and do things with your partner it still feels like you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. so just with you know, talking to you and just John being like, you are a human, like, and this is safe. And him just being, you know, a safe person to help me open up um, has been a journey. Um, Mm -hmm. And even though, and I'm just going to be as open as you are being, but even though I lost my virginity at 18, I didn't use a vibrator until I was freaking 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And it took months of talking to you and John being like this is okay um, for me to feel comfortable doing that and I Mm -hmm. think I I cried because I'm just like I can't believe that I let shame hold me back so long from getting to know my body Um, and I never want someone else to go through that I want people to be aware of their body and know their body and feel comfortable and not shameful so of you course. are definitely the person to talk to about yeah. that. <laughs> well, and you remember when you and I talked about it and, you know, I didn't shun you. I, you know, I, I said, you not know, at all. I recommend doing this, getting this, try it out. I remember you and I even sat and I talked to you about like different ways you could use it because that's another thing is you go online and you get so overwhelmed by all the different things you can do and the different things you can use. And that's something else we can talk about too. But, you know, I obviously being one that was experienced with it and I was telling you, you know, here's what you can do to make yourself feel more comfortable because yes, it is overwhelming, but you can still do it in a way where, you know, it's more comfortable for you and you're not quiet. Definitely. Um, And that's something I'd recommend to anybody who is even starting to understand their body or get into this realm especially if you're coming from a church background it's gonna feel almost wrong Mm -hmm. um but it's okay to follow those desires they're not bad um and also something we can talk about too because it's a lie that I believe for a while is that 
if you masturbate or, you know, you're using a vibrator or whatever while in a relationship, that that's bad, that you can only get pleasure from your husband or things like that. And opening up myself to that has been such a growing journey because I get to know myself better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's helped me express myself better to John and like my needs. Um, so that's just another myth I think we can mm-hmm. write off is that even if you're in a relationship, it's still okay to do these things. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, you can't feel a certain way about that. Like, you know, in, in to each their own, there are some couples that, you know, that's just what they prefer and they really only want pleasure from their partner. And that's, you know, I respect that if that's how yes. you feel, but it is so important. Like we've already said a couple times to understand your own body and your own body's needs and pleasures and doing things by yourself is a whole nother experience than when you're with your partner, because in that moment, you're connecting with yourself, you're connecting with your desires, with your, basically your whole subconscious is really what you're connecting with in that moment. And, you know, I know you wanted to kind of touch on this when we talked about it um, off, uh, off the phone here, but, um, you know, it's, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) How it almost has health benefits too. That's one thing that you opened me up to. Yes. So, you know, if you look up anything online on Google or you research, like I said, I'm a heavily researcher, so I'm always looking at this kind of stuff. But masturbating and doing that sort of thing is so healthy for you, um, whether you're doing it with your partner or whether you're doing it by yourself. Um, You know, it's good for your overall well-being. It's good for serotonin. It's good for energy. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. Yes, I think that's one thing that made me feel better about it. Like, it's so funny saying this out loud as a 22 year old like the mental struggle I had with this because I feel like especially guys like this is just so easy for them to talk about and it's so different for women I feel like especially Mm -hmm. from a church background um but you explaining the health benefits made me realize like that this is a normal good thing because I was coming from the mindset of like it's from the devil and like you're Mm -hmm. you're feeding those sinful desires when really Mm -hmm. like this is a normal thing people do as just a health benefit Um, yep and it has been amazing for stress like um, yes (laughs) for sure and so empowering like this is something I saw as bad and now that I give myself the permission to do it I'm just like you just have so much more respect for your body almost because you're just like I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I can do this for myself. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, and you're all releasing some, some energy because you don't, oh, I just disconnected. Sorry about that. Um, what fine. I was saying was you basically, you're, you have all this pent up energy. And when you start regularly masturbating and releasing that energy, you see an uptick in just your overall well-being, you know, and, and that wasn't something that I realized until I started doing it regularly, because I'll be honest again, like I said, we are not holding back here for this episode. <laughs> um, you know, even before I was with my current partner, I was still having those guilty thoughts. You know, I still had a vibrator. I was still using toys, whatever. And I would feel so guilty after I would use it or before I would use it. I'm like, oh, my God, I should really only do this like once a week. You know, like, oh, my- have one piece of chocolate that's kind of how I was treating it and then it wasn't until I was with my current partner and he was like well why are you why are you limiting yourself if you're only going to do it once or twice a week you know you know you're doing it more you know he encouraged me to really open myself up to that and I was like he's right why the hell am I not doing it men probably do it twice a twice twice right you know what I'm saying and they can joke about it and we're like oh my gosh this is so dirty like and it's not Yeah. So, I mean, even just talking to him really helped me understand like, okay, I need to just take it, take a step back here and realize if I want to do something good for myself, then I need to do it regularly. And honestly, it's not like I have myself on a schedule, but I try to do it often enough where it benefits me. You know, I get the benefits of it, but if I don't want to do it, then I don't do it. You're not, you you shouldn't force yourself just because X, Y, and Z reasons, but I just kind of go off of instinct. Me too. And Something else I want to touch on, like how you said that, you know, Austin, who's your partner right now, um, was encouraging you to do it more. And I that's been something so good and so freeing with John is like, you know, I've been taught that, like, we just need to, you know, make our husbands everything and only pleasure them. And so to have him be like, wait, you've never done this. 
and like have him encourage me to explore these other areas has just been such a relief because it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, he wants me to experience all good things too. And um, Mm -hmm. I think that's another important factor is, you know, having these conversations with your partner. If that's not something you're normally doing, you know, they can help you through this journey as well. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I see things online all the time of, you know, negative things where partners don't want them to do X, Y, and Z, or even things like they don't want their partners watching porn. It's like, well, you know, there, there's a lot of avenues with that. And I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that because that could be a whole mm-hmm. other topic of conversation for another time. But, you know, as long as you're communicating with your partner on these things, you'd be really surprised by what they'll tell you. Because like I said, with that scenario we were discussing, and he's like, well, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just chilling, you know? And he's like, well, you know, you'd probably benefit if you did it a lot more. Why are you holding yourself back? And as long as you're communicating with your partner and they're understanding you and they're listening to you, I promise you it will open you up to an avenue of many other things, which I know that's something you wanted to talk about as well. Yes. Um, and that's so true too, is learning to not only not judge yourself, but not judge your partner. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I struggle with because I am so judgmental of myself. Um, just working through things that, you know, John opens up to me about and just being accepting on both ends. Mm -hmm. Um, That's so true and so healthy. Um, So, yes, I did want to talk about, because you um, are almost going on five years in your relationship. Mm -hmm. So I'm so curious, um, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but how being with someone long-term and having those conversations has helped you open up even more to do things you'd never thought you'd do. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, you're kind of more on the innocent side and you're still learning each other's bodies and really understanding what each person wants from the other. Uh, Communication is key. And and we've always communicated from the start. We've always been very transparent with each other. You know, is this good? Is this not? Do you like this or do you not? You know, we've always been 100% on those types of things. Um, But, you know, obviously, as time goes on, things kind of get a little repetitive. And, you know, you're both itching for something more, something more exciting, you know, something to really get the blood pumping, if you know what I mean. Um, So, you know, (laughs) you kind of start out in baby steps. Uh, You know, you you look up new positions, you maybe, you know, uh, invite a toy to play, uh, you add an outfit or you do something. And that's another thing that you and I did together. Remember, we went to the studio, yes. we went to Victoria's Secret and you got an outfit and you were like so excited. Um, you know, I'm all for stuff like that because it just makes everything so much. It just makes a whole experience different, like just even an outfit, like a new pair of underwear or, you know, uh, a guard, whatever it is, you know, any of it. It could even just be a pair of stockings, which actually now that I'm thinking, I think that was like the first thing that we ever did outside of doing, you know, different motions or, or positions was I got a pair of stockings. Bro, let me tell you, okay, just a pair of freaking stockings changed the whole mood of the whole scenario. I'm not even kidding. It doesn't even have to be something large. Like, you don't have to get a full outfit. You don't have to get an expensive toy. It can be just something small and see how it goes. And I, like I said, I I swear it, like, does something to them. I I don't know. It's It's like triggers a switch. And you and in him or her or whoever your partner is. And it's a whole different experience. Um, But really how we did it was, it was just full on communication. You know, I said, well, what do you think about this? Or he'd be like, what do you think about that? And I said, well, I'm totally open to that, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I was very insecure about a couple things that we wanted to try or that he wanted to try. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know about that. That's not something I ever thought I would do. And, you know, he was always very assuring to me that I'm never going to make you do something that you're not comfortable with. And if you want to stop, you by all means tell me and we don't have to do it. And he never made it uncomfortable for me. And if I did want to stop, it was never like, okay, we're done and I'm going to leave the room. It was, okay, we're going to finish, but we're going to finish in a way that's going to make you feel comfortable. You know, so making sure that you set those boundaries with your partner and that you're understanding them every step of the way is so important. And I think that's why, you know, we've had, for lack of a better way to say this, we've had amazing sex for almost five years now is because we communicate with each other each other and we keep those things alive by you know like I said researching we watch videos we you know we invite new things in and and you know that's that's kind of how we keep that going yes and I think two important things you said there is one the communication and the boundaries knowing that 
it's not about just saying yes to everything your partner mm-hmm. wants to do. Um, but it's about both of you feeling like you can tell each other the things you want to try and then taking baby steps towards those things. Um, it doesn't have to be something you have to just open the floodgates with, mm-hmm. especially if you, you know, you've just been very closed off for a while. Um, but another thing I wanted to say, um, cause I remember the story of when we went to Victoria's Secret and I was looking at, you know, lingerie that was like super, basically would make me look like I'm Amish. Like I was still like so (laughs) nervous and you were like, no, Allie, like let's get you out of your shell. And when I did that, like I felt so good about myself. Like Mm -hmm. I felt so confident. So not only are there health benefits, um, to doing stuff like this, but it really boosts your confidence. Oh my Um, God, for sure. The confidence boost is insane. (laughs) Yes. And just removing those blocks in your mind is just, it, helps make your your mindset more healthy as well not mm-hmm. feeling like everything is bad and everything you're doing is sinful and dirty nothing about this is dirty um and so that's just been one of the things you one of the many things you've helped me through um so yeah I I'll never forget that story <laughs> like you were just like no Allie we're trying something new today <laughs> I know and you were like so giggly the whole way home you were so excited and I remember I, I even texted you and I'm like how did it go and you're like oh my god you loved it um and uh yeah no I mean and and like I said I just want to reiterate this for people listening you know you don't people think that you have to go all out in order mm-hmm. to take your relationship and your sex life to the next level you don't have to do that if there's something that you're interested in, like an outfit or your partner wants to, you know, try something else, you, like I said, you talk about it, you research, you buy the product or get the product or whatever it is, and you do it, you know, and, and, and like I said, it, can't, it doesn't have to be anything big. It, it can be something small as a tiny little vibrator or a pair of stockings, you know, and, and, I, and it's just insane how it, how it changes everything. I think another thing that's good, too, is... Um, one thing you told me about is like a game you and Austin made. Like it can oh, be, yes. <laughs> it can be as simple as just like making things more fun. You don't even mm-hmm. have to add anything to the equation, um, but just you know throwing a curveball here and there. Can oh just, yes, you and know that was his idea too. That was uh, you know it's not that I never was against games, but it's not something I thought about before. And I remember he texted me and he was like hey, I came up with a game for us to play. And I was like, what? And so he sent it to me. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, where did you come up with this, you know? And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. We, had, we played that a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk about that you've mentioned a little bit is researching things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is something you'd recommend for, like, a beginner? Um, I know you helped me pick out my first well not pick it out but encourage me with you know um, ideas of first vibrators and things like that so what are some some of the baby steps people can take towards that um well you know it depends on kind of where you're at with your relationship or where you're at with yourself Um, if you're single or if you are in a relationship and you want to more experience yourself you know I always recommend getting a standard vibrator um yeah Uh, um, Oh my gosh, what was I going to (laughs) say? My brain. Um, So, you know, how detailed do you want to get like with with this podcast? I'm just curious. Um, As comfortable as you are. Okay, because I'm I'm about to kind of go into a little bit of a topic that's a little touchy, but I I think it's important for people to know. Okay, let's go Um, for it. Okay, so as I was saying, so there's for females, there's two different ways that you can essentially, you know, climax in an orgasm. There's a clitoral stimulation and then there's a vaginal. Now, a lot of women do not experience a vaginal um, orgasm, which is okay. That's 100% natural. And like I said, I do a lot of research on this. Um, I myself do not. I've only maybe like a couple of times, but I am more of a clitoral stimulation orgasmer, um, if you will. So vibrators are fantastic for that. Um, In just my opinion, it's just for me, that's what works. Some people, I have a friend of mine who cannot come that way. She can only orgasm vaginally. So for her, things like dildos and strap-ons and those sorts of things really help her. Um, and that's, that's really the only way that she can orgasm from those items. So like I said, it's really all about understanding your body and understanding, you know, what, what works for you. And if you don't know, you know, like I said, Google is your best friend. Google things, research things, you know. If you really don't know the difference between clitoral and vaginal orgasms, 
look it up versus and it'll come up with all these details all these facts and then you can kind of decipher between the two and then I would tailor what you kind of want to get from that so like I said back to myself clitoral for me is the easiest so vibrators are like my best friend um (laughs) I use very high pulse vibrators which not everybody is comfortable with because depending on how sensitive you are it can be a lot Um, I remember, I'll tell this little story. I went into um, one of the local sex stores here, sex shops, um, and the lady handed me the product I was looking at, and she goes, well, I wouldn't use it on high because if you're really sensitive, it's going to be a little crazy at her. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm probably going to use it on the high setting because I know my body and I know that I'm going to need the highest setting this thing (laughs) can give me uh, because the low settings just don't do it for me. Um, So things like that. Um, it is, is really kind of what you want to look for, but you can never go because most vibrators, depending on the shape and the size that you buy, you can also use as an insertive dildo, um, where you can put it inside of yourself. Um, I don't really, like I said, I don't really get anything from that. So I mostly just use it, um, for the clitoral stimulation, but there's so many different types out there. And if you feel overwhelmed, there's tons of articles that you can look up of different types of products. Um, you know, if you like doing both, they have products for both where it, it does the clitoral and the vaginal stimulation at the same time. Those are also fantastic. Um, those are also great for partners to use alongside you if you're comfortable enough doing that. Um, I think I've got off on a tangent there, but Yes, and I love the research that you're able to bring to this conversation um, because that's just something that always helped me feel a lot more comfortable knowing that there's a whole world out there of people who are accepting of this and know about this and Mm -hmm. it's not as weird as people think. Um, Mm -hmm. And just coming from someone still working on getting out of their shell um, because I know you mentioned, you know, sex stores and things, but also for someone who's like more shy like me you can also get this stuff off Amazon like you can you don't have to go out and like go to a store and ask questions like until you get more comfortable um like that's something I want to do with you Taylor like you know we always say we want to go to one and just check things out um but if you are brand new to this go on Amazon read reviews um you can do it from your home (laughs) you know you don't have Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there like that just yet um but yeah, I love all the different, you know, there's something for everybody and yeah, you, just there really to, is. <laughs> you just have to find it. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it, you know, you can start out with something small like a vibrator and see where it goes, but doesn't do anything for you. Then you move on and you can always buy something that's like under $20. I mean, vibrators are honestly like so cheap. I think Target is even selling vibrators I saw that right on now. TikTok. <laughs> yes, me too. So really the, it, I think the community um, and society is becoming more and more aware of, you know, that this is something that is a good thing for men and women to do. Um, and so they're more accepting of it. You know, we have vibrators in Target. I never thought we would see that. <laughs> Definitely. Another thing that um, I love that you can bring to this conversation is that because you're such a researcher, you also are a very, like, you value cleanliness. So mm-hmm. what are your tips and reminders for people making sure that they're cleaning their toys correctly and things like that? Yeah. So, um, like I said, there's a lot of different types of toys. There's rubber, there's silicone, there's plastic. I prefer silicone because silicone is soft and it's a lot easier to clean than things like rubber or plastic. Plastic can melt. Um, and so can, um, rubber silicone, not so much. Um, so silicone, like I said, is soft. What I do to clean toys, you want to clean them after every use, no matter if you're using it on top of your underwear or not, always, always clean it. Um, you know, and what I use is you can use something as simple as baby soap and warm water. Um, most of the toys that you'll buy are going to be waterproof, at least that <laughs> um, I would hope so, um, but they're super easy to clean and you just pat them dry with a paper towel. Um, a really awesome tip that I want you all to know that I will never, ever forget that my good friend told me, um, she's also a very sex positive person. She even sells sex toys and lube and all those sorts of things. So she told me every time you use a toy, when you're done with it, take the batteries out because what'll happen is the batteries will short circuit the vibrator or whatever toy that it is. And so when you go to use it next and you're like on the edge, you're ready to go and you're almost done and it turns (laughs) off. You will want to just keel over because that has happened to me before. And I told her this. She's like, are you taking your batteries out of your vibrator? I'm like, 
no. And she almost smacked me up the side of the head. She was cutting my hair at the time. And she's like, Taylor, you need to be taking those batteries out. She's like, okay, okay, I'll never do that again. <laughs> so I keep them in my bedside table. You can keep them wherever you know that they'll be. And every time that you take the toy out, you put the batteries in, use it. And sometimes it even, like, makes that shit go faster. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so those, so those will be, like, my two big tips is to you always clean your toys and always make sure you're taking the batteries out before you put them away and putting them out, uh, in before you start. Yes, I <clears throat> follow all your tips. Um, <laughs> and so something that I we also talked a little bit off the podcast is how – masturbation and just being even confident during sex and embracing your body I feel like it's becoming more normalized for women but it's still a scary topic Mm -hmm. um so do you have any tips or like reminders a newbie can tell themselves when those thoughts come in of like this is wrong or this is bad or you know you're dirty for thinking this um what's kind of been your journey with that Well, like I said, I try to remind myself that this is totally normal. This is just a human body response. Um, You know, pleasure, pain, all those types of things, those are all natural responses to those things. So, you know, if you're having sex or if you're masturbating or, you know, touching yourself, whatever it is, and you're like, oh, my God, this is wrong. I, I don't like doing this. Just take a breath and think about it for a minute. And if it's really uncomfortable to the point where you cannot continue, then stop. Don't force yourself if you can't do it. But you do need, but yeah, but you do need to remind yourself that what you're doing is good for your body. So like when I have doubts or when I think, oh gosh, this is just wrong. I shouldn't do this tonight. Like, you know, whatever. Cause sometimes those thoughts still creep into the back of my head. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a veteran at this now doing it for a lot of years, but you know, I still, I sit and I think, you know, how is this going to benefit me? Well, if I do it right now to sleep, okay. Yeah. Let's get it going. Let's do it. You know? Mm -hmm. or it's going to help me feel less stress when I'm really under a lot of stress is sometimes where I find myself masturbating the most uh, because it helps me it helps me get through it helps me release that stress so what I try to do is I remind myself of the benefits and the plus sides of all these things um, and I try not to let those negatives weigh you down because at the end of the day when you really think about it everyone out there is doing it all the women exactly they're all doing it and if you want to get creepy with it, you can even think when you're masturbating, how many people do you think at that same moment are also doing the same thing? <laughs> thousands upon thousands are doing it at the same time. It is 100% okay. And you're not the only one. You know, you have to remind yourself you're not the only one. Yes. And something I found, I feel like you can bring a lot to this conversation from like a veteran standpoint. And I can bring it from like being a newbie and a super shy person because <laughs> Taylor's also a Scorpio. So this is like her <laughs> environment. <Yes. laughs> um, and I am not. So one thing that's also helped me is I followed on Instagram some like um, female like empowerment coaches or like female mm-hmm sexual coaches stuff like that um where they talk about it a lot and that Mm -hmm. helps me realize so many other women do this it's not just me and you know sometimes when you're opening up to this it feels like almost everyone's watching you even though no one's there um but just know that it is normal and so many other people are doing it and it's so good for sleep Oh my God. 100%. Sometimes like when I just cannot go to bed, I'm like, you know what? I guess, I guess I'll get up and get the vibrator and <laughs> do this. Like there are nights in the bed cause I'm so comfortable, but I cannot sleep. So I'm like, oh, shit, you know what? I'll just do it. You know, it's, it's, it's so helpful. And like you were saying, I wanted to piggyback off of all of the people that you have on Instagram. I know TikTok is hot right now. I'm on TikTok yes. now. Um, there are so many women out there on TikTok that are educating females, young females, older females, women and men who are not comfortable with their bodies and want to get comfortable with their bodies about how to do those things. So, you know, this is just a small sliver of that, this podcast, but afterwards you guys can look online and, and, you know, watch these people. I mean, they will give you all the tips and the tricks if you don't want to just Google an article on, on, on Google. Yes. And another thing that, um, like you said, this has helped many people with is just understanding your body um and it made me realize that like our you know our vaginas like it's this a body part just like our nose and we're Mm -hmm. not comfortable like touching our nose or looking at our nose or talking about it but with like our vaginas it's like this taboo topic and 
it's funny because like me and John were having a conversation about and you know I don't know how we got on it but he was just talking about you know different types of vaginas whatever and he's just like have you never seen another vagina like have you even taken the time to look at your own like he's like that is literally your body part like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I'm just like wow it's so crazy how the, the things we were taught being grown up makes us not even know and how to take care of a certain part oh, of our body yes. it's and it's, it's insane and it's funny you say this because earlier I was thinking about you know how we were gonna, you know what we we're gonna talk about and I was reflecting back on my own memories of things of learning about these types of things when we were growing up and I'm sad to say that what I remember is not anything good you know I remember mm-hmm. them putting us in school even and like abstinence classes and like don't do this don't do this you know women need to do this and men need to do this you know it was never here's how to take care of yourself yeah here's how to use these things you know they never taught you that so I totally agree with you on that yes and that's why when like I have daughters like I saw I heard someone talk about it one time and they were just saying like when I talk to my daughters about their bodies it's not going to be about what they need to hide and what they can't do. It's going to be about safety and how to take care Mm -hmm. of yourself. Because even just the way they taught us in school was from a fearful standpoint of like, do not have sex, you're going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And the more you make something scarier and like, you shouldn't do this, we're going to want to do it more. Mm -hmm. So that's another mindset shift I had when I started using a vibrator is I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to become like a sex addict and I'm not going to be able to control myself. And once I did it, I'm just like, oh, this is so common and normal and just another part of life. So once you conquer that fear, you realize it's not this big, scary monster that everyone has made it out to be. And it's crazy to me that it's even like that. Yeah. And you know what? This just sparked something else that I thought about that I kind of want to touch on. I know it's not really something that we we were previous discussed, but it's all good. I was thinking, you know, a lot of couples struggle with, and I know this isn't a couple's talk, this is about sex and sex positivity, but it's yeah, still, no worries. still do, it still deals with this, you know. A lot of couples, you know, we have some couples that are, they are sex crazy and they have, we have some couples that don't have sex as often and they only have sex in spurts, like they'll have sex a couple of days at a time and then they'll go two weeks without having sex, you know. Mm-hmm. you should not feel uncomfortable with the patterns that you have in your sex life. Same thing with your patterns of masturbation and, and feeling yourself, you know, if you go two weeks without doing it, that's okay. Same two weeks without doing it, that's all right. As long as you have a healthy relationship with your partner and you're communicating with each other, you know, and they're not shutting themselves off from you, you know, because there are, again, that could be talked about in a different conversation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, for example, you know, just m- my relationship with Austin, there are times where, you know, we go a week or two without having sex because maybe I'm on my period. Um, just FYI, I'm very, OC- I have obsession compulsive disorder and I'm very clean, cleanly. Um, I do not have period sex, but I don't shun people who have period sex. You are okay to do that. It's just not something that I do. Um, so we'll go, you know, a week or two at a time without having sex. And, you know, I'll ask him, are you okay? Like, are you upset with me? You know, like, because you think in your head, oh, my God, he hates me because we're not having Mm -hmm. sex. And then he'll look at me and he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, are you upset that we're not, you know, we haven't had sex? And he's like, no. He goes, I would never force you to do anything that you don't want to do. If you don't want to have sex, then we're not going to have sex, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're not, if you're too tired or, you know, and I'm the same way with him. If I can tell his energy is is lower and he's just not in the mood, then I'm not going to force it, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. the same that goes with him. And I think that's really important because you know even myself I kick myself about that sometimes I'm like oh my god we had sex like five times last week and it's been two weeks that I haven't had sex again and I feel bad and you know when we talk about it he's like Taylor you need to calm down <laughs> like you need to you need to relax because it's all it's it's all gonna be okay it's it's normal yes I'm actually glad you brought that up because um like I'm someone who doesn't mind period sex but with like my recent health issues getting worse it's been painful so we go sometimes it'll be a long time so even if you're someone who has like PCOS or endometriosis um still keep that communication with your partner Mm -hmm. but also know that if they're a healthy safe partner they're not mad at you and they're not thinking like you're withholding something. Um, I think that's another thing, especially if you grow up in the church, is mm-hmm. if you aren't giving your husband sex all the time, that he sees you as nothing and oh, you're useless. Sure. And a healthy, safe partner, like every time John is like, 
you're fine like relax like it's totally yeah. <laughs> fine it's like it's just like wow this is how it's supposed to be like yeah oh sometimes um, it's it's like sometimes I forget you know like like I said you know you'll ask them like oh my god are you mad at me and I'm like no mm-hmm. it's it's your body if, if you don't want to have sex right now then you don't have to and there are some nights where we don't have sex and we just you know masturbate next to each other you know it just yeah that's that's just what happens you know because oh I don't I don't want to deal with the mess I don't I don't want to do this you know it's it it's just all about communication like we said definitely that I feel like this is going to be a long episode that's totally fine I just feel like this <laughs> needs to be talked about yeah um, of course we touched I got, on it I got all the time <laughs> <laughs> we touched a little bit on earlier on like adding toys into the mix but you just mentioned like masturbating next to each other can you talk about how there's just like different types of intimacy and sex and like it's okay to do things differently sometimes if you're not in the mood for something else oh of course and and that's something that I had to learn you know in the past year or two like I'll be honest I still get a little shy around my my boyfriend of five years you know doing certain things especially masturbating like it's just you know, because it's something you do in the in the comfort of your own room without them there. So doing it next to them, it's just kind of like, oh, this is so weird, you know. But like you said, doing different things and being comfortable with, you know, trying something different out, like masturbating next to each other. You know, like I said, you never know until you try it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's something that he enjoys, you know. It's something that he likes. So, um, you know, it's something that I like as well. I would never do something just because he likes it. I have to be comfortable with it as well. Um, and vice versa. So, um, <clears throat> oh gosh, <laughs> I'm like losing my voice. I'm talking so much. I know it, it happens every time I do a podcast, I'm like dying after. <laughs> um, um mm-hmm. but yeah, an- one last thing I guess we can talk about, um, is confidence in having sex or masturbating. Um, how would you talk to someone who again is new to all this, um, and they have low confidence, um, some steps they can take or things they can tell themselves to build that confidence? Of course. Um, well, like I said, researching for me is always something that I enjoy. But if you would prefer to look at YouTube videos or watch other people or, you know, even as something as simple as watching porn, which a lot of people are 50-50 about, some people are very uncomfortable with that and some people are not, if you are okay is a great thing to learn from it's out there for a reason so if you do things or you don't know how to start with your body there's other people out there that can teach you and show you um you know and as far as confidence goes you have to believe in yourself you have to believe that you are a beautiful amazing human being whether you're a woman or a man you know you have a fantastic body no matter what you look like and you you have to own it you know if you're if you're by yourself look at yourself in the mirror, but naked and say, I'm beautiful. I'm worthy of having this pleasure and having this moment with myself. And I promise you, it will give you that boost of confidence because there are times where I feel just disgusting and frumpy and Mm -hmm. I look at myself in the mirror and I get naked and I put an outfit on and I instantly feel 110% better. So like we were saying earlier, baby steps, you know, if it means buying yourself a really cute pair of lingerie, or a pair of underwear, or a bra, and you put it on yourself, or whatever it may be, you know, you look at yourself, and you take it in, you're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is good, this is, I'm feeling good about myself, and then you can go from there, you know, and, and, you know, if you want to learn how to touch yourself, how to use toys, you know, like I said, research is key um, to understanding these things, and if you're not comfortable with researching, and you just kind of want to go for it, then go for it, you know, just try things out, and, and, like I said, take baby steps. <laughs> yes, I getting like an outfit has definitely been a huge boost of confidence for me because I grew up thinking, you know, wearing short shorts made you a slut. And like, so any type of like exposing my body or like being sexual, like, you know, like you saw me after leaving the store. I'm like this little girl, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just bought this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but once I do it, I'm like, I am literally amazing. Like, I look so good. Mm-hmm. So adding those things in can help boost your confidence if you're not fully comfortable just with you as yourself first. Um, and I think that's a good point of telling yourself you deserve this. So even if you don't love your body yet, like, that's a long process. You can still learn to respect your body and realize, like, you deserve to have these feelings and mm-hmm. pleasure. Um, so that's always a great place to start. And 
just being transparent, like, I have never even watched porn because I grew up with that being so bad. And it's something I'm still getting comfortable with and deciding how I truly feel about it. So yeah, and um, that's okay. You know, yeah, if for people listening out there, if, if, if you know, you heard me say, Oh, you can watch porn, you're like, Oh, my God, I would never do that. You don't have to no one's forcing you. If yeah. it doesn't make you comfortable, then don't do it. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, like I said, we're, we're all being transparent here. Uh, yes, <laughs> I I, I don't mind watching porn, you know, sometimes in the mood for it. Most of the time I'm not. I prefer reading it. I love reading smut. I love it so much because oh, when you never read even it, thought about that. Oh my God. Reading it is like a whole different experience. I was actually having a conversation with Austin about this. He's like, well, what's the difference between reading it and watching it? Isn't it, isn't it easier to watch it? I said, yeah, it's easier to watch it. But when you're reading it, you're reading the motions, you're reading how they're, how they're touching each other. And it just, it sends like these shockwaves through your body. So even doing something like looking up like a, a dirty book or something like that or looking up online on fan fiction or whatever it is, there is so many things and resources out there that can help you because just even reading something and like saying, okay, I'm just going to read this. I'm just going to watch this and see how it goes. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I personally for me, reading is just 10 times more of an effective than watching porn. <laughs> I've never even really thought about that. Um, but I will have to try that because I think the thing with me about porn is, like, I'm a very, like, sensual person, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like meaningful movements. And, like, to me, like, in my head, porn has just always been, like, quote-unquote vulgar. So it's always, like, intimidated me. Um, so I'll have to try that. But also another thing that you made me think of is, like, as you get more comfortable trying new things, like, if you don't like something... Um, it's okay to just be like, that's not my thing. So mm-hmm. I think the important thing is like opening up, your, opening yourself up to it. And if, you know, I watch porn one day and I'm like, this isn't for me. Like, it's just about saying, wow, I opened myself up and I did it. And that in itself boosts your confidence. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, I've been with my partner for fi- almost five years now. And there's a lot of things that we do that I five years ago did not think I would ever be doing. So you know, mm-hmm. as you move up in your relationship with your partner and you open yourself up to more things, there will be things that you'll do and you'll be like, oh, my God, I never thought I would do this. And one more thing I wanted to touch on, too, is, you know, if you're comfortable enough to talk about this with someone who's close to you, like a friend mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever, I have a, a, a good majority of my friends are very sex positive people and they don't mind talking about their sex lives with their partners or, you know, even themselves, like just what they enjoy. I've learned a lot of things from some of my friends that do a lot more crazier type things than I do. And it really opened me up to things. Like I said, I read and I'm like, oh my God, I'm really curious in this. And I bring it up to my partner. I'm like, hey, you know, I kind of want to try this. And he's like, all right, why not? You know, we'll try it. If you don't like it, you know, then we don't have to do it. And, and learning things from my friends has really helped. You know, they're like, Taylor, this is what we did. This is how we did it. You know, this is where you can get X, Y, and Z. And, you know, if it, if it works, let me know. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yes, that has been one of the biggest factors for me and my journey with this is just having you to talk to um, as a non-judgment j- zone and not someone being like, oh, my gosh, you're going to you're going to do that. Like, don't you feel bad or like mm-hmm. projecting their own fears onto you? You've always come to me with research and not pushing me you're just like here's the facts and here's what I've done and felt comfortable with go ahead and try it and then you always like follow up with me you're just like how'd it go and that's just been huge and feeling like this is normal and like I'm not some outcast dabbling with these bad things nope you're not an outcast everyone is doing these things if not doing crazier things out there yes um you know and 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 one more time you know you don't have to feel pressure to do anything crazier mm-hmm. than above what you're comfortable doing yeah you know if you know your partner wants to do this and you're like oh, I don't know and you try it and it's painful or it's just not for you if they if you tell them and they're like okay then you move on you know you can you can still kind of jump around there is no uh, a way of how to do things or how to have exactly. sex or anything you can do it however you want you know you can start with an extreme and then go work your way down you know how like you said you're more of a sensual person you know, obviously, like I said, I'm a Scorpio. Uh, so I enjoy a lot of different types of sex. 
Um, and that's something we always communicate beforehand. Like, are we going to have a kinky night tonight? Or are we going to have, you know, we're going to make love tonight? Are we just going to have normal sex? Like, what are we having? You yeah. know, we, we discuss that beforehand so that we, we are prepared for that type of mood. Like, we always prepare to set the mood. And, again, that's probably another topic of conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, knowing what you're going to do that night. Planning is key, man. Planning is key. That's a Spont- good point. Spontaneous stuff is fun. But when you want to get down and dirty and you want to do things and you want to use things, you got to plan. <laughs> you have to plan that stuff. That's really true. And I think that will help, too, just with comfortability. Because um, if you're like me, you're very almost have control issues with your body. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you're in control of your body, but opening up can be very scary. So if you know what you're trying and you've openly talked about it, um, that can help a lot too, rather than just feeling like you're jumping into something and have no control of what's going on. Um, planning ahead is definitely a good idea. Yeah. And like I said, you know, we've been in the relationship for five years, so it's kind of like, you know, second nature for us to say, Hey, what are we doing this weekend? <laughs> what's the plan? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, or, or, you know, if we go on a trip or whatever, we pack things or we bring things or whatever. So, you know, it, it's, it's like we said, I feel like this conversation turned into a conversation about communication, Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that is so important because if you don't have communication, then it's going to be a hundred times harder to understand yourself and your partner, um, you know, outside of just the by yourself portion there. (laughs) Definitely. It definitely makes it feel more comfortable and like you're in control and just makes it more fun. And it makes you feel respected as well when it's like, Mm -hmm. I, my partner understands that if I don't like something, we try something else and, um, you don't have to do something for somebody else. It's, it just makes it a very more positive environment. For sure. Well, this was such a good conversation, (laughs) way out of my comfort zone. I am nervous to post this, but I know it's going to help so many people who are kind of hiding in the shadows of, you know, just feeling dirty doing this or whatever. Um, Please know it's normal. And um, yeah, this podcast is for you. So thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on. There's so many other topics. We're going to have to do another episode just to. Yeah. And if you guys have questions, ask Allie and Allie can ask me. Yes. Um, my Instagram is private just because I, it's a personal Instagram, but any questions you have, ask Allie and she can ask me. Um, you know, like I said, start small and work your way from there. And I promise you, you'll be more comfortable as you go. Yes. Thank you so Thank you so much for sharing this space with me. If you enjoyed today's conversation, feel free to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. I would seriously love to hear your feedback. Also check out things like that on Instagram and hang out in my stories and my DMs to share the topics you want to hear about. Anything goes here, so share your ideas and I will see you next week.